Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Steve and I are together in the Cleveland studio for the what feels like the first time in forever. I think you called in once, and then yeah, we you know, we put in a, the the cop show last week. It was a it was a pre recorded show, which was a lot of fun. I'm glad people seem to like it. Yeah, we uh, well, you know, you with you being on the road, I, I had taken a trip to Vegas just to sort of, sort of decompress, and uh, it was a great trip, by the way. Love Caesars. Um, at one point in time, I'd never left Caesars, and. You know, between the sports book, the restaurant, all this other stuff, all that stuff, I walk like two miles. <laughs> like, and, you know, like. Without ever going outside. Right, without. Well, went outside, but like kind of just went outside to like skirt around like a bunch okay. of stuff and then back in. But like, Caesars is massive. Yeah, I was there. I mean, it, it, it's massive. Um, and I love that place. You know, I mean, like you said, I love the cigar bar. They got a couple, they have a couple good steakhouses in there. Um, and was doing the stuff at the sports book, so it was it was a it was a well needed uh, just you know relaxation trip with a hint of business, and it was it was it was perfect. But I do want to shout out uh, Drew Zimmer. He's a listener of ours in Springfield, Missouri. Um, he is a, a pharmacist, and he's uh, given us some feedback on on Twitter and and some messages just about some of the different topics we've talked about over time. Uh, Drew is fighting through a, a cancer diagnosis. He has neck cancer. Um, he says the prognosis is good. Good. But I just wanted to shout him out um, that you know uh, the crew here, me and you, are, are rooting for him, pulling for him Absolutely. here at Whiskey Congress here in Cleveland. Um, you know, and if you don't feel like you're getting good treatment, then come to Cleveland. We got a few good hospitals here. So, uh, and I'm sure Springfield is great, but you know, but, but no, really, uh, you know, Drew, we're we're rooting for you. We appreciate the support. We, uh, glad that the, that the, uh, cop movie episode last week, uh, was entertaining and, and hopefully took your mind off some stuff, but we're jumping back into the politics. So here we go. But yeah, thanks for doing that shout out. And Drew, thanks for reaching out to us. Take care of yourself, brother. All right, man, let's start with, so... This initially struck me as weird, and then I realized it's actually perfectly normal. So Mark Meadows apparently... <laughs> for this crew. For this yeah. crew. Well, Mark Meadows apparently released a PowerPoint presentation that was a 36-page outline for how the Trump administration could well, yeah, overturn I think the he, election. He turned it into the investigating committee um, that's investigating January 6th. Um, you know, and he was going to cooperate with that with that investigation, and then he decided that he's not going to cooperate, and he's suing. I think the DOJ, uh, which it, it you know that's that's the Trump move. I've sure. said it multiple times, right? Trump, um, his whole thing, uh, and and it's beginning to look more and more like he he is trying to cover some things up. Um, you, you know, initially Me- Meadows or Trump? No, Trump. Uh, you know, I mean, because initially it's just like, you know, Trump's mo you know, even before he became president was, you know, something doesn't go your way or you're starting to get pressure about something. Then you sue, sue somebody over something, right. you know, file a bunch of as many motions as you can drag it out. And the thought process behind it is we tie it up in court. That usually gives us some more time to do whatever it is that we want to do. Um, chances are, you know, if we hit them with enough motions and we throw enough money at it, eventually it'll, you know, they'll get bored. They'll tired of it. They'll, you know, it'll go away. Um, or by the time it, it, it gets to a, pen, a, a critical point in the court case, it'll be a moot 
point for whatever right. reason, right? Like that's his MO on how he deals with issues when they come his direction. But I think this is more, this is less about just create chaos and then they'll drop it. And it seems to be more intent and driven by, you know, keeping this investigation from uncovering some pretty unsavory things. Uh, but, you know, before Mark Meadows pulls out and starts trying to sue everybody over this, uh, he did turn over this, this uh, you know, this long PowerPoint uh, that outlines how President Trump could basically call a state of emergency, stay in office, have, you know, the military counting ballots and throwing out anything that wasn't basically something that was uh, voted on day of across the country. It would leave Trump in power. And then, you know, basically they were looking for it to, to make it long term sustainable. So Trump basically had another term, which I mean, yeah, it was a PowerPoint and all that other stuff. But I mean, just because it was nicely organized doesn't make it any less of a coup. Attempt. I was going to say, that's a coup. You just described <laughs> right? a coup. You know, I mean, like just because you put it in PowerPoint and put it on a PDF doesn't make it less of an attempt to overthrow the well, government. No, no. Well, <laughs> so here's what I, what struck me was like, how do you put that on a PowerPoint? And I thought that's exactly what people do today, though. You want to put together a presentation of strategy. You're not, I mean, the smart move is written on a piece of paper, walk around and burn it as soon as it's done. But in this world, everything's electronic. Everything can get saved. Probably got sent around to a bunch of people. It only takes one person. Oh, we know it got sent around. I mean, there were senators who saw this. And the, and the real one of the big questions is like, all right, you've got, you know, GOP senators and congressmen that saw this same PowerPoint. And this is like, if you can't recognize that this is something that the that should have been turned over to the FBI immediately as soon as you saw it. Very good point. Um, that's that's really problematic. So I need to know the senators and the congressmen and the government and the people uh, in official, yeah, you know, places, uh, positions of power that saw this and did nothing about it because I think that I've got some questions for them. Like, so you saw this and didn't think anybody else needed to see it, and also why? And you know, like if you, like because if you didn't recognize what it was or the threat that it that it, you know, could possibly be to to the election and to our to our democracy, that's a problem. You know, with you being a senator or a congressman or any any sort of position in power in government, but you know, if you if you knew what it was and just decided, eh, well, if they figure it out, great. If not, whatever. Then I have obviously an equal as if not bigger problem with that, right? Like if you didn't recognize it as a threat, that's problematic. That's a, that's a competency thing, right? And then if you recognize it as a threat but just said, eh, I'm cool with it, that is also a problem. Whether you just decided, like, yeah, this could be problematic, but I'm not going to say anything, or, yep, I like this, and let's go with it, right? Like, either way, um, you know, we really need to know more about who saw it, and then, you know, we need to know why they did nothing about it. Now, the way things have worked in the past with things like this, I don't foresee anyone taking any sort of heat for it, right? Like, because it just seems like we just don't have any sort of of teeth or any sort of bite um, in our government with that, and that's the one thing that Trump exposed is that you can basically get away with anything, right? And ultimately, someone, some lower, low, low level person that no one really gives a shit about will take some sort of a blame or rap or heat for it. Um, and then everybody will move on to the next thing. And so I don't anticipate this leads anywhere. Um, and But I guess we'll see. Uh, but I, I, just, right? I don't have a lot of faith. No, no I, I understand. You know, when, when, when Trump sued Bill Maher famously because he made a joke about his birth certificate, you can bully Bill Maher. Now, Bill Maher's got assets and he, the case got thrown out pretty quickly. But you can bully Bill Maher. You can bully Joe's construction or whatever. With You can't bully the DOJ. I don't think you can. Yeah, I mean, I, and it'll be interesting to see. And I think now a lot of Democrats have a lot of issues with uh, Merrick Garland. 
right? Because everybody was, oh, yeah, Merrick Garland, finally, we really wanted this guy to be a Supreme Court justice. Well, remember, the only reason you wanted him was because Obama you know, put him up right. for the Supreme Court, knowing that Merrick Garland was was pretty, uh, you know, straightforward, down the middle, and yeah. and, and objective, um, and he knew that in in a normal world it should be that that Merrick Garland would be someone that the GOP probably could get behind. But you know, even then, we knew things were starting to tip in the favor of of the weird and bizarre. Right. And so Merrick Garland, you know, like never Mitch, got a vote. Yeah, but you know, thanks to Mitch McConnell, and you know, McConnell ensured that Merrick Garland didn't get a vote for the Supreme Court. Um, and you know, Mitch McConnell goes on to once Trump is elected to get a ton of judges at at various levels put in that were very favorable to not only the GOP and the conservative principles and values, but to Trump specifically, which is different than sure. the GOP and conservative values. Um, and, you know, we saw what happened there. But Merrick Garland is this guy who's probably a little bit more conservative than any, you know, current um, prominent Democrat would appreciate. And now right. he's, you know, he's going through the paces his way, um, you know, not fast enough and not progressive enough for a lot of people. And, you, you know, they're, I think they're starting to regret a little bit, uh, you know, all the praises that they threw his direction. I don't necessarily agree that I'm upset with Merrick Garland to this point, I think there are some things that I would like to see him and the DOJ move faster on, right? Like you have the information, you have the data, you have the you you have the evidence. So let's move and get some. You know, there there we we know that there were a number of people for on different levels throughout the Trump administration that need investigated and that need charged, um, and we're just seeing them drag their feet on a lot of this. And I get why. Um, because you, we really have to be careful about going after a former president yeah. after they're out of office, because what sort of precedent does that set? Um, and that could have a, a, a destabilizing effect on you know our government and our right. democracy, so we need to be careful there. But I think when things were just as blatant as they were with the Trump administration, I think we need to look into it. Now, conservatives will say, you know, well, Obama, they got away with this and they got away with that. Okay, um, if you want to point to Fast and the Furious and the whole thing with the guns and Eric Holder and all that, I fully agree. Um, but for the rest of it, mm, no, nothing like what he, happened he, with the Trump he, administration. He did wear a tan suit in the Oval Office, Steve. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, just looking at it seriously, I, I mean, I, I don't think that there's much of, of a comparison. Uh, you know, so we'll see. We'll see where a lot of stuff goes. Um, but it's, it's interesting that 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 um, that that before Meadows decides that he's going to fight this whole thing, he turns that over, which. You know, when he goes to see the DO, sue the DOJ, how they're not holding that document. Like, hey, we got this from you, <laughs> right? Like, we got this from you. So now you're going to sue us because we're using this as part of the evidence against your team. And you're seriously going to turn around and sue us? Like, if I were the that, that, DOJ. That, 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 that's Frankie Pantangeli stuff. Right. Like, I don't know really about that. Right. Like, <laughs> if I'm the DOJ, I'm just like, I, I, am, I am digging you a new asshole with this one. Right. Yeah. Like we gave you a chance. You were cooperating, well, and now you're not. After this, fuck out of here. Two things that I think bear pushing forward on. You made the comment about using the military to count the ballots and stuff. Yeah. That's how Saddam Hussein and Vladimir Putin win with 99% of the vote. Yes. Because they take over the voting process and just go, "Yep, we won by 99%. So thank you, <laughs> and we will now change the rules to say we can be president for life." Right. Putin fucking did that. That's, yes. And and Trump would have had he got to get away with it. Putin put himself in for, I think, like 10 years, and then he said, oh, I'm, I'm going to be good for another 20 years. 
Right? Like, he did it twice. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't technically say for life. He right. Didn't. I mean, he gave himself these ridiculously long terms, but he did it, like, multiple times. So, Putin's going to be president now when my kid graduates high school. Oh. <laughs> like, when your kid finishes a residency at, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, you at the very expensive medical school that I'm hoping she takes. <laughs> yeah, well, you, All right. you okay. And Uncle Jim can't help you. Sorry, kid. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it is, it is, it is really a big fucking deal. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's getting some talk here and there, but the gravity of what was being attempted is not getting the attention it should, because this Absolutely. is a really big fucking deal. It's a massive deal. And it goes back to, I mean, it's just like, so if you, if this is, if this is on the minds of, of the administration, then. I mean, it's really not that far of a leap to make connections to what happened on January 6th. And the more you peel the onion back, the more you're, you're starting to find connections between the thought process of keeping Trump in president and what happened on that day. And, and it's really and, – and so it's I, – I'm not sure how, if you're being objective of the, about this and not just out for blood because you hate Trump but not just being blind to it because you love Trump, but how can you look at – the amount of evidence that we've seen and some of the things and not say, look, I don't know exactly what happened, but I need to know a hell of a lot more. And we need to be throwing everything we can at this to make sure that it never happens again. Right. I mean, people are saying things like our democracy is in, in danger. It is. It, it really, it really it, is. I don't think it's an overstatement. Um, you know, and I think that if something like this were to happen with with a Democrat in office, right? I mean, like the other side would be, you know, I mean they would they would they would go scorched earth to to make sure that it didn't happen again, uh, you know, to the point where they would probably, you know, do it themselves or whatever. So we end up in this big circle jerk. But I mean, I, I just I, I don't know. I, I just I think the Democrats need to be using this sort of this sort of thing. I mean, it just it needs to be hammered home against. You know, anyone that's running that Trump brand of, you know, Republican style, you know, this sort of thing needs to be thrown in their face repeatedly by the people going up against them, uh, you know, to the point where it's just like, nope, 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 you're a part of this. So, you know, you should you should be nowhere near our our state or federal government. The the Republican Party is really. In a battle for its own soul right now. I don't think I'm, it is. I, Liz, I, it, Liz Cheney is well, trying to. I mean, I think Liz Cheney and the uh, Adam uh, Kinzinger. Adam Kinzinger's. I think they are the extreme minority. I think the Republican Party is what Trump turned it into, and you know, it's it's this party of look, we're just going to be obstructionists. Like they don't have any major policies that they want to push forward. It's just whatever the opposite of what the Democrats say. That's their policy, and they will go to any links to get there and they, they you know they're not really offering much of substance like they're not addressing any of the issues they're they're only the only way they address the issues they're just like well just let capitalism resolve everything and keep the government out of things and and that's our policy and everything that the democrats are offering any problems that they say don't exist racism isn't real and let's move on with our day that's that's the that's and the that, crisis that, of the southern border is the biggest thing that we right. have to worry about and, yep. yeah i mean in in, in anti-vaxxing so, so. so you're you're so i'm saying they're in a battle for their soul you're saying that battle's already been lost it's it was lost long ago okay it was, it was lost probably six seven eight years ago. it was probably lost uh you know the second time obama got elected it was lost and then it, it turned it manifested into or metastasized Size, i guess yeah, yeah. into whatever they are now like they're still using the title republican and gop but it's it's not that it's right. evolved into whatever, right. whatever this monster I mean, that trump created you know the the perfect illustration of that is uh the guys like bob dole who passed away this week 
Yeah. So Bob Dole, I, I didn't agree with him much on his government stances and stuff. You know, I think he was, he was definitely a small government, uh, you know. Um, you know what? Here's the thing with Bob Dole. I'm sorry to cut you off. But, um, you know, Bob Dole wrote a letter uh, that he wanted read after he died. And I listened to it. I you know, was driving to Columbus. I competed down, down there for a powerlifting meet. Uh, broke some records, took first, but it wasn't a great performance by me, so we won't get into it. But I was listening to... I listened to it as well, actually. And, you know, it was moving. Absolutely. Um, because there's this, you know, you, you, you realize that men like him don't exist in our government right now. They just don't. Agreed, yeah. On either side, Democrat or Republican, there's just no one... I, I mean, look, and I was no fan of Bob Dole, but I was relatively young when he was going through... Sure. When he was kind of at the height of his, you know, political career, right? You know, I mean, Bob Dole was has been around for a long time, so I mean, Bob Dole has been, he's been old out of lot. politics for a long right. time, right? I mean, he's been out of politics probably for 15, 20 years, yeah. right? And I mean, Bob Dole's been old as long as I've been alive, sort right. of deal, yeah. right? I mean, so well, he died at ninety eight. <laughs> You're forty, so he was fifty eight when you were born. What? He died at ninety eight. Bob Here's Dole. Oh, he bought. Oh, oh, he, was he died at ninety-eight years of ninety-eight. I was like, Jim, no, he just that, died. <laughs> I thought you said he died in no, ninety-eight. No. I'm he like, died at the age of ninety-eight. Keep you up. Are, you are forty. Okay. Therefore, he was fifty-eight when yes. you were born. Okay. 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 Back so on the same page. I, I missed. I think I, there has I, been I, zero I, cannabis consumed in the beginning right, of this episode. Right. I, I, I missed the preposition. I'm sorry. So, um, but you know, and that I mean, it was it was a heartfelt letter. It felt genuine. And then you know, like going back, like here's like historically. Bob Dole, right, like, and people put the, uh, you know, racist Republican, Bob Dole voted for the Civil Rights Movement, or the Civil, the civil Rights uh, uh, Act. Uh, Act, yes. He voted for the Voting Rights Act, right? Like, Bob Dole was, was one of those people who, you know, I mean, in his letter, he said it best. He stood up for what was right. Mm-hmm. And while he disagreed a lot with, you know, as Democrats sort of progressed over time, like, he started to disagree with them more. But he was always willing to come to the table and figure out what the middle ground was. Um, and again, looking out for those who were the weakest among us and trying to figure out what was the, the, the overall greater good for everyone, right? Right. Now, that mentality infuriates the, the new progressives and Democrats, right? Democrats, right? Like they hate incrementalism. They hate the idea of compromise. It's we want all or nothing. Screw compromise, right? We've tried to compromise with this. We haven't seen the progress, the progress we wanted in the amount of time that we wanted. So no more compromise. It's either give us everything or we, or, or you get nothing. Uh, and, and, you know, we just talked about where the Republican party is there. I don't even know. Like there, I mean, compromise is so far off the table. They say the word bipartisan, but really all they want to do is just, they, the, you know, the GOP way is like, listen, just do things our way. Stay out of, you know, stay out of the rich white suburban people's business, you know, over police people in urban cities and the poor, um, and, you know, celebrate the police and the military and country music is the best and we're good. Right. Um, and, and it's just, there, there, there is no middle ground and, 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 you know, listen, Bob Dole probably has plenty of black marks, um, of things that I disagree with sure. and things that I don't like, but, but in the end, I think overall, like he, again, is someone that you may not be able to agree with, but someone that you could talk to and work with and, and you just look at what his career, what not, like his entire career was public service to the point where, like, listen, this guy signed he up. He fought to go, in World War II. Right. He fought in World War II, was severely injured in World War II, battled back from the injuries that he received in World War II, and continued to serve his country almost literally until the day that he died. Um, 
I, I just, you know, the one thing that stands out with Bob Dole for me that really softened me towards him was when John McCain died and he goes in, you know, to, to, you know, um, you know, to see the, to view the body, you know, and, and he stands at attention and, and he salutes him, which is, you know, Bob Dole again was, was probably what, 96 or so when, when John McCain died yeah. and, you know, his injury had taken over, you know, his body, he's clearly, you know, towards his own end, but, sure. but made that effort to go in and salute his friend, um, and honor him, which I, which was, which just really struck me, uh, for whatever reason. And, you know, I know some people think that that's a meaningless gesture and, and we'll go to, yeah, but he's a racist Republican and like, but shit like that matters to me. And, and, and it made me kind of rethink my view on him. And, um, and, and it, it was a sad day, right? You know, there's three Republicans have died recently that, whether I agreed with them or not, I respected that they had values and principles that they were going to stick to. George H.W. Bush, Bob Dole, and John McCain. You know, if, if voting record-wise, we probably wouldn't agree on a lot. But they were people I respected because they had a, a stance on things and they didn't bend to the will of, you know, what was the flavor of the month or what was the right-wing talking point on Fox News or coming out of Rush Limbaugh's piehole. Um, and you know what? Here's the thing. And this is going to be weird, and you're going to look at me like I'm crazy. But, you know, a guy like Ron DeSantis, right, it's a damn shame that he fell into the, the, the Trump orbit, right? Because if you go back and you look at Ron DeSantis and, and who he is and how he came up, like, he's not just some fly-by-night sort of guy, right? Like, I mean, this guy, you know, Harvard, Yale... Uh, in the JAG Corps was deployed. Like he was the JAG lawyer for special forces teams overseas, right? Like so, the special forces team they go and they get some shit. They need legal count. Like hey, we're about to do something. Like he's the he's the guy who said, all right, legally this is what gets us in trouble. Legally this is what keeps us out of out of trouble. Like why don't we toe the line here and try to stay the course on what keeps us out of trouble, right? Like that was that was his job in the JAG Corps. Um, I believe in the Navy. Uh, you know, during his military career. And he sort of rises to prominence in Florida because he ends up being, you know, like I think he ends up getting stationed in Pensacola. Um, you know, he ended up working for the DOJ as a special type of prosecutor for a period of time. Like, I mean, he's got a really extensive record. And so he's the sort of guy that if he, if he were, if he stayed out of the Trump orbit and just, you know, just stayed reasonable, Right, like be conservative, which, which be you know, to. be a Republican, be conservative. But if he just stays reasonable, like the guy, the, the guy could be not that he's not a superstar in his own right, because like the Trump, you know, followers have fallen in love with him. But man, that guy, it seems like he had it all right there to really be the type that could pull a lot of people together. Now, that's hard to imagine now over the la you know with the last year plus. Um, you know, with the trying not to look at you like you're crazy, and the things that he's done. But I mean, you go back and you look at his record, and it's just like, man, he checks all the boxes of some of the people that we just talked about, right? Like he's been he's been in war zones. He's, you know, he he didn't like listen. The guy went to Harvard and Yale. There is no fucking reason that he needed to go to Jack, right? Right? Like you go to Harvard and Yale, you know, with some of the things that he accomplished as a student at those places, he could have done whatever the fuck he wanted to do. And still said, sign up and let me go. Let me go get in the mess, right? And he just wasn't a Jack guy sitting over there in Hawaii, right? Because like when I was thinking about doing the whole Jack thing when I was at West Point, that didn't sound like a bad gig, <laughs> you know. Uh, so let me see if I get this right. right. I go to Hawaii. <laughs> right. You pay for it. Right. You know, I mean, like, so you pay for it, and then I just got to keep soldiers out of trouble over in Hawaii. <laughs> okay. 
Um, I have a buddy who was a doctor through the army, and he got stationed in Hawaii. <laughs> and the dumbest thing I ever did was not take him up on my on his. Hey, you need to come out here. It was like yeah. my first year on a new job. I didn't have the vacation time, and yeah, or I probably the money. I mean, right, I, mean, I was making know. thirty-four thousand a year, but. Um, yeah, I did not go to Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, and that kills. I mean, I, you know, I got my buddy Danny that lives out there uh, who Ooh. came out there <laughs> thought he saw a kangaroo. That's, he wasn't uh, going to do that. Right, uh, which is just a great story. Just uh, He saw a dead deer on the road, but in Hawaii they don't have deer, so he saw it and thought it he was a kangaroo. The, he saw the back half of it. The right. legs kind of look kangaroo-like. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it just it made you and I realize, like, oh, shit, well, I guess that makes sense, I guess, in a weird sort of <laughs> in way. In a very weird But, yeah, way. I mean, like, so anyway, all, all, all that to say is that it's just a damn shame that, like, we, we're not going to see, I, I don't, I think it'll be a long time before we see other people like a Bob Dole, if we ever see anybody like that again. And Ron DeSantis could have been that guy had he not chosen the path he took from a political standpoint probably the last, like, two years. That kind of validates your stance about the fight that I mentioned before as being as being over. Yeah. He sold out. I mean, yeah, he, he, I mean, I just... I, he, and, that's, and, that's what he chose. And right? literally, if you are a Republican who votes against what the Trump crowd wants now, they are threatening your family. Yeah. I mean, it's got... I was having a conversation with a friend of mine at a bar yesterday, and, like, I know 50-year-old white guys have been complaining about the country going to hell for generations. Right, since 1776. So, right. <laughs> this feels different to me. And, again, maybe it's because I'm old and crotchety. I don't know. But when literally a congressman or a senator gets death threats, gets told, you didn't march in line with us, therefore we are going to go out of our way to destroy you, even if you're not in our district. Like, if you want to hold your Congress member accountable, that's what citizens should do. But when you're donating money to Reese's in fucking Georgia right. from Ohio because that guy didn't vote, he's voted to certify the election, right. so now we're going to get whatever Purdue to run against right. him. And th that's how fucking crazy it's gotten. Right. And Anthony, I don't know Anthony Gonzalez here in Ohio is not running for Congress again because right. <laughs> of the, uh, you know, of the assault on him because he voted to certify the election and he they, also voted to impeach. Yeah. Right? But still, which, like, is, which is what he should have fucking done. Right. Because both you, valid things. Yes. And, and they basically said, we're going to make sure that you never win in Ohio again. And that, that is, I mean, and Anthony, I mean, even though he was a Republican, I think he was good for you know he was good for Ohio, good for his district, and um and they and they ran him out, yep. which is which is just it's, a damn it, shame. It, and there was actually a billboard between your house and mine that said thank you Anthony Gonzalez. Yeah. So people wanted to say we but no he's done. And yeah. literally his family was getting threatened. Yeah, and that's and for him it wasn't, you know, because I saw an interview he, he it wasn't about like him like oh well I'm not going to be able to win. It was his family, yeah. right? Like they're going after he's a young his family, guy. right? He's, I mean, he played football at Ohio State. He played in the NFL. Uh, he played here. He, uh, he played at Ignatius, I believe. Uh, I think you're right. And um, you know, Ignatius or Saint Ed's, one of them, one of the big powerhouse yep. high schools here. Uh, and so, you know, but when it when when they started to come after his family, that that was ultimately it, right? Like, I mean, it's one thing to be a fighter, but if it puts your family in danger. Sure. Like that's a whole that's a whole different level of and, of, of and you risk. don't get secret service, so, right? You don't I mean, get secret service, and, and and you don't get do overs, right? And so some some crazy person out there decides to do something because he's running, and it, it hurts his family or, or whatever. Like that's something that is, you know, a lot of people talk about how crazy they would go. Like I mean, okay, fine, like you're not going to go exact revenge, but the the pain and and the suffering you have to do and live with because you know your political aspirations cause someone in your family to get hurt. Like that's just a nightmare I mean, scenario that it's unbelievable that some of our political leaders are in because there was, they're standing up for what's right. There was a plot against the governor of Michigan to kidnap her and possibly and, rape and, and kill her. And they didn't they uh, 
they they protested her house with people with guns went outside her house and were demonstrating. Yeah. And and if you're the governor of a state, you have a lot more protection than you do as a congressman. Yeah. So yeah. it's it is it is ridiculous. It's gotten fucking crazy. Um, and so then to- totally changing gears, or are we? Um, Chris Cuomo is gone at CNN. And Got I think off serious. He is too. off serious as well. I think that might have been his decision. So it all stems from his brother Andrew Cuomo being, you know, ca- called out for being inappropriate and you know se- unwanted sexual advances and stuff. And what got Chris Cuomo burned allegedly is that he was using his resources at CNN to investigate the background of some of the women making the accusations towards his brother. If my brother, or let's just say you, because I'm closer to you than my, to my own brother, I'm sorry to say. Um, uh, if, if, if I had access to something to do research to help you out because someone was making an accusation towards you, I'd do it. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I look at it this I mean, like some of the stuff that they're, that they're saying, like he, like, so one of the things that people are harping on is uh, there were two things. One, he wanted to know. Um, he, he reached out to the sources and said, is there, is there anything else coming down the pike for my brother that he needs to be aware of? Right. Right. That, that, you know, he needs to brace for, right. Didn't ask for specifics, but like, is anything else coming? Like, we, 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 you know, he's taking some hits. Is anything else coming? And people are making a big deal about that, which I call bullshit because people in media in Chris Cuomo's position, right. Rachel Maddow, whoever, Bill, right. Whatever. Sure. Right? People do this all the time. I don't think that is as big a deal as they want to make it. But they're trying to make that uh, an integrity issue. But then there's also, uh, um, what else was there? There was that. And then, oh, uh, there was one of the accusers. He said that there, it seems like there was some information that, uh, you know, the girl who said that, that Governor Cuomo, uh, you know, touched her face inappropriately at a wedding Chris Cuomo got some information that that might have been bogus and that someone put her up to it, right? And he he had relayed that to someone maybe in the Cuomo and Andrew Cuomo's team, and they're saying that that was inappropriate, right? And I'm just in that one. I'm just like, how, right? Like, so someone like it's just someone accuses you of something. Someone, and I find right. out that you didn't. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's just like, look, someone came to him and said, hey, look, this 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 thing with this particular accuser may be bogus. Right and and I I don't think Chris did anything with that himself on the air. Um, he specifically recused himself. Yeah, exactly. Said, like I can't, you know, it's a big deal, but it's my brother, so I'm right. not going to be discussing this, which is perfectly yeah. reasonable. And and there's one particular, um, I think the guy, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but I'm pretty sure he's with the New York Times, who has been leading the charge against Chris Cuomo because of this. Like from as soon as Andrew Cuomo. Um, as soon as Andrew Cuomo like started to get heat for all this, this one guy, I, I'm pretty sure he's with the New York Times, has been all over Chris Cuomo. Like, Chris Cuomo needs to cover this, and, and he needs to... Like, his point was that Cuomo needed to cover it, but be objective about it. Um, and it was somehow inappropriate that he recruited himself. Like, but then, anytime Cuomo said anything about it, right, off the record or on the record, the guy would completely go after him. So... I'm, I'm that guy. Yeah, I heard the guy on an interview when all this stuff was initially going on with Andrew Cuomo, and I'm pissed that I can't remember his name or which outlet he works for. But even then, to me, it it sound it it, it had a feel. It just didn't feel right the way the guy was talking, right? And and I 
me personally, I would be very interested to see what what that the the role that guy played with CNN's decision, right? How much information did that particular reporter from the New York Times or wherever he was from give to CNN about Chris Cuomo and this whole situation? And then what like and listen, CNN, I got no love for that station because their their ability to throw some bullshit out there that is unvetted and then do a terrible job of backtracing and saying, hey, we fucked up. Like, they, they've lost a lot of credibility with me, so I would not be surprised if someone fed them some bullshit, and instead of dealing with it appropriately and investigating and vetting, they just ran with this guy and, and then decided that, well, you know what, Chris Cuomo isn't worth the trouble. And there's also an argument that, listen, Chris Cuomo, a lot of people don't like him because he's a little too Italian, a little too machismo, whatever, mm-hmm. but, you know, I always thought that Chris Cuomo came across pretty fair and objective, right? And he, he probably leaned a little bit more towards the, the progressive side, right? But... He was pretty fair, pretty objective. Guy's got a, a, a background uh, as an attorney, um, and and really tried to break things down from from every angle, and 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 underst- you know understood the dynamics, both political and socio political. Um, and so I, I liked his perspective, and a lot of people did, but a lot of people hated him, right? Because he wouldn't bury the right, right? Like he wouldn't just completely annihilate Trump and, and the right, right. And, but he also wouldn't go, and, and he, he wouldn't go full on with the Democrats, and he disagreed with stuff where he felt that they went too far. And a lot of times he'd be like, "Look, I get what you're doing. I'm not necessarily opposed to it, but let me tell you why I don't think it's going to work, and this is what you're up against." And people would look at that and say, "Oh, you're choosing sides." He's like, "I'm not choosing sides. I'm just telling you that this how this is going to play out." And more often than not, he was right. Um, and, and, I, and I appreciate him because I think I, have a, I share a similar mindset with him on, on things like that. And, and he got attacked a lot by it. Um, and so the, the question is, like, it, you know, that, did that vibe with, the, with things going on over at CNN? They, they made themselves the anti-Trump network, I think. Um, there's not a lot of – I don't think I get a lot of argument with that. And I think that Trump – or, or it, was, it was a combative. It was a combative relationship between that station and him from the jump. I mean, right. I mean, you're but, fake news, but, but they, your fake news, right? But or... they, 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 they really fed off that, um, and obviously their ratings showed it. And so with Chris never really getting on board with it and, and trying to, trying to be objective and trying to be independent, uh, maybe they just said, you know what, screw it. If you're not going to jump all in, then then get get out of here. We'll use any excuse and we'll take this and, and punt. I, I I agree with almost everything you're saying. Um, I think that this was. CNN saying we want this to go away as quietly as possible because who knows what other rocks get turned up. Yeah, um, I mean, I, and, and, and who knows? I mean, maybe and, maybe he's got a track record. I I, I don't know, uh, but it just it, eh, something about it just it doesn't smell right. Um, and I think that say what you want about Chris Cuomo, he's one of those. He's another family oriented guy, you know, deep Italian roots, where you know he doesn't want to see his family hurt, targeted, things like that. So he'd rather just pull himself out of the limelight. Right. I mean, I think he'll tell you he's made plenty of money over the last years. He'll figure out other ways to bring money in and support his family. Uh, I don't think that's an issue at all. So I don't think he has a problem with pulling out. Like, chances are he probably writes a book that'll also make him money, and he'll be fine. Um, he'll tell his side of the story. People will call it bullshit because whatever. They don't, we do. <laughs> right? That's what they do. But that's probably how that plays out. I think it's unfortunate. Uh, I think it stinks is that he gave up on his serious yeah, that, that, that and, I, irks and that's me. where you liked him. That's why I didn't I listen him. to him as much until you until I start. You were like, you know, because I was always make fun of his. Let's get after it, and he was like, just listen to his radio show. He's much more unfiltered. And he's not as corporate. You know, throwing around some. I don't think he dropped f bombs on his show. Oh yeah, but, he did. Oh, does? okay. Oh yeah. I, I'm sorry. I knew that he he was not restricted by the FCC, and he took advantage right. of it. I, I didn't remember the f bombs. Yeah. Which I'm all for. Say fuck all you want. So, right. um, I mean, I just I, I, I but, think, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's both. CNN and Sirius's loss 
Um, you know, and I, I, I haven't heard, I, I tried to listen to see if, if Sirius would say anything about it, right? Uh, Chris Saliza from CNN took over that spot. So I don't know if maybe that particular spot was, is tied to CNN somehow, right? Like if, like, uh, yeah, very because possibly. a lot of the people who either fill in for Chris, Chris Cuomo or do a lot of work on POTUS, like Michael Smirconish is on CNN. And so I, I don't know what the POTUS network on Sirius, if, if there's like it, some. It might be owned by him for all I know. Yeah, if, they, if there's some sort of contractual tie. So if you, if you get well, fired from I, CNN, you get fired from that channel. That could also be it. I don't know. I will say this. If I was CNN, I would not want him having a show with no accountability for what yeah. because he, I mean listen I, I I know that Urban View won't do it it's a channel that that is it's a political channel it's 126 on Sirius XM that is focused Karen on Karen Hunter and yeah Dr. Karen Moore, Hunter and Joe, Joe Madison and, and yeah um you know I mean obviously it's a black focused channel but shit Chris Cuomo I mean look he's southern Italian close enough All right. bring him on in you know I mean, it'll never happen, but I mean, I, shit, I would put it. I mean, you'd be crazy not to, right? I mean, the guy's got a big voice, and although I don't know if Karen Hunter would allow for that. If, yeah, it, it would be. It would <laughs> She's be, the big voice on it that It would be channel. interesting to see where he, where he goes next, if anywhere. Like you said, he's probably made enough money. He probably got a settlement out of this that was, you know, yeah. CNN cutting their losses, and he'll be hanging out in the Hamptons. Yeah, and like I said, he'll, he'll, he'll write a book, and, and he'll be fine. But um, moving on, California gun laws, right? Like, so California is a very strict gun law state. Gavin Newsom drops this, uh, you know, kind of to, so it ties back to abortion. So I think we got to go to abortion before we go to the California gun law, right? Like, so Texas has this law in place where, you know, people can sue about abortions and, you know, you can sue the clinics and anybody can do it. And that, you know, basically bans abortions, right? Like, so... California says in response, now, now the Supreme Court is also going to be looking at this Texas abortion law. Um, they're currently looking at, I believe, a Mississippi abortion that law. Right. Um, and, and it seems like with the, the way the court is tilted in the conservatives' favor, it looks like they're probably going to rule against abortion and make it a state-by-state state decision, right? Like it should be left up to the individual states, which means that you know, abortion availability is going to go right across red and blue state lines, right? Like, so if you're sure. in a red state like Ohio, you're probably not going to be able to get abortions or Texas or basically any place south of the Mason-Dixon line. But if you're in a California or a New York or... Uh, or if you can afford to fly to those places. Right. Or, well, before we get there, but if you're in your standard blue states, you know, then, sure. then you'll be fine. Um, some of the more purple states, they're, you know, we'll kind of see how it plays out. But... Ultimately, what it's going to do is it's going to be a, a, a sort of a have and have not sort of situation. So if you're in Texas and you get knocked up and you got money, then you can go to California. You can fly. It's not that expensive. You can get it taken care of and not. But if you can't, then you're not going to be able to afford to go anywhere to have that abortion. And all of a sudden, you're going to start to take risk. Maybe you end up going down to Mexico or something along those lines where, you know, care or is some not. some back alley places. You know, yeah, back alley, southern border into Mexico, people flying down to Brazil or whatever. Um, and I think it's going to put a lot of women's lives in danger. And uh, it just, it feels like we're going backwards in, in, in that regard. You know, we, we, we stay out of the abortion conversation a lot because I yep. think that... It, I'm never going to have one. <laughs> we, you and I are never going to have one. It, you know, it's women should have complete autonomy over their bodies. And I think that too many men have too much to say about it, which is the big problem. And so, I mean, I just, I think that women should have that access and be, have that, have that ability to make that choice 
However you make it, it comes to you. I mean, I think there should be some reasonable stock gaps in place in terms of right. how long. Because at some point, it is a right. viable like, I mean, at, you know, at eight months, you, we can't go in yeah, there. Right, but, right. I mean, there's no place that's doing that, right? Like, I mean, that, that's the other thing is that most places have, you know, I think it's, I think the, the standards after 20 months or something like that. But, I mean, you know. 20 weeks. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, 20 weeks, 20 months. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kid's like, one and a half, Steve. Right. I mean, right. <laughs> well, you know, this just isn't Bob working Bob Dole out. didn't die in 1998. Right. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I mean, so, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. I, I mean, and, and I think there were a lot of people who called this and said, look, with Trump and what they're doing with the courts, this is going to become a reality. And it's going to become a nightmare for women. I think there were a lot of people who looked at it and said, I doubt it. It's Supreme Court. It's locked in. I was one of those people. I was definitely wrong. And it looks like this is going to go the other way. And I, I think there's going to be a lot of terrible repercussions that come of it. Um, and the problem is, is that what the Supreme Court is about to do, I don't know if you can really undo it. Um, and, it'll and take 50 years. It, I mean, it'll take quite some time to get it undone, considering the amount of time it took to get it undone, and considering the amount of people who were against it, openly against it, whether now what they did in private as it relates to abortions is a different conversation, right? But who, who would openly yeah. rally against it. Um, so, you know, getting it fixed, if it is overturned and, and turned over to the hands of the states, will be a very long and painful uphill battle to get it changed back if it ever does. Uh, and it's just it's it's really unfortunate, um, and and I'm not sure if I, I think it's too far down well, the line to change it at this point, uh, but I hope I'm wrong. So so then, the you know bring it all around the way that Texas law is so fucking weird and why it's getting the traction it is is it's not making a criminal decision it's allowing people to sue. Right. So then Gavin Newsom gets involved and says. That's a terrible law. It's disgusting. This is an awful uh, way to, to try to run things. But now I'm going to do that with gun rights in my state. And I have mixed feelings about Gavin Newsom. I'm generally positive on the guy. But to me, this is a, well, you did it, so now I'm going to do it too kind of mentality thing. And that's exactly the flawed, fucked up type of thinking that I bitch about all the time with, you know, you, you know whenever I would criticize Trump and say, what about Obama? That, that, that whataboutism is not... A valid argument. It's not an adult argument. And Gavin Newsom here is doing the whataboutism with a law, but about an issue that he is passionate about, which is gun control and how he goes about that is something that I don't agree with the way California handles gun laws. But um, right, but, like so, but, I I love what he's doing. I'm also glad I don't live in California. <laughs> right. So you love what he's doing because it's fucking with the Texas law. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love what but, he's doing. But that's, still, but that's still just a it's a it's a fuck you reaction rather than a what's the right thing reaction. I mean, and now there are people who strongly believe that that's the right thing and that's what okay. they should. All right. All right. right. I, I mean, now now I don't I, like as it relates to guns, I don't. But I think I, it's it becomes if that becomes a standard way. It is the standard. There's no becoming. Okay. okay. That is okay. The standard. Well, that's a big problem. Yeah, it's it's definitely problematic. But that's where we are. And I think at some point, Democrat. That's the problem is that Democrats don't fight fire with fire, right? Republicans Republicans are like we're shitting on you. And then Democrats get really, really upset about it, and they go on, you know, the Sunday talk shows and talk about how it's all racist, and they do dick about it, right? Gavin Newsom is just like, oh, okay, okay, oh, you want to hit me in the nuts? Bam, I'm hitting you right back in the nuts. And now everybody's like, wait, hold on, wait, what? Right? Like, I mean, and and I think it's the, I, I mean, I think right. you want to stop this, you want to stop the back and forth, okay. then it's got to be a back and forth. That's the problem, right? The Republicans are so always the solution the, to the problem is the problem, right? Well, it is because the Republicans are always the one doing the what aboutism as True. it relates to, and they're flipping it. So now Democrats will be like, oh, so 
so you're saying that's how this is going to work? Cool. That is how this is going to work. Fuck your guns. Right? And right. There's, now, now, and part of the reason I'm okay with it is because I'm Ohio. I'm in Ohio, right. and that will never happen here, so we're good. Um, but I, I, I like the move from a political standpoint because if you want a chilling effect of that sort of back and forthism, you hit them exa- You hit them with it exactly because it, this. Because I guarantee you, like, like, you can go point for point on how these things align, right? And and the point with the guns is actually stronger because of the second the Second Amendment and the 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 death toll, right? That uh, of guns that you could point to on a regular basis, it's right there, and and so. I think it's a smart move. Now, I, now I don't think there's a court that's going to allow this to stand. I think the Supreme Court's going to come after it pretty hard, but they're going to have to think about that when they're when they're when they're do, when they're when they're looking at this Texas abortion case. And so, how this how that abortion case plays out, I think this could impact it. The only thing the only thing that I'm going to push back on hard is you're being logical. Unfortunately, these are not going to be discussed by logical people. I don't know. Well, when you're talking about the Supreme Court and how they yeah, look right, at it, I think they're going to get right, a little bit more logic out of it. Now, you're going to have some hardliners, right? Like, I think we know where Clarence Thomas is going to come out on right. this. Uh, but I think... I'm being completely selfish. I have to go back to rural Illinois in a couple of weeks and sit around people who are going to be going, damn, that liberal's doing this. I mean, uh, I'm in MAGA hell. Well, Illinois, and Illinois is a weird state for this, right? Because Chicago is very, you know, Democrat, blue, anti-gun. Oh, yeah. But then you go out around Chicago. and I'm an hour the, away. Right, and, and holy it's, it's shit. It's the exact opposite, right, in Illinois. So, but some, that's true of Cleveland and Ohio, too, right? You right, drive an right. hour out of Cleveland and yeah. you just drove from Columbus to Cleveland. You saw lots you of... You don't have to go that far. Like You go, no. out, to, you go out to Lorraine <laughs> County. And, how, how many biblical and or anti-abortion billboards did you drive past today well it's not even that i mean it's just a giant barn with the fucking confederate flag on that's it. A, that's in cincinnati right <laughs> right i mean it's further south drive, but i mean to drive by it every day for work yeah i mean so stop it every once in a while you know hang out with the boys <laughs> i'm sure you fit right in <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um, like, yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> i'm too dark for them i guess that's true <laughs> all um, right but yeah so you know i didn't take i didn't take that uh, mental approach to i don't like the I know you are, but what am I approach? I hate it. I don't like it either, but, but I think but that... I, but the punch back in the dick, I mean, like, you're right. The Democrats always do puss, puss out and don't... I mean, that was, puss. I mean, that was the James Carville thing. James Carville was like, you know, we get made fun of for being wimps. We get made fun of for this. We're punching right back. Yeah. And he was very successful. He's still relevant yep. because he was, he was the one who said, if you don't fight back... You'll get walked well, over. Well, and part and part of the reason why I think a lot of Democrats now, the newer progressive, they don't like him, and and they, I think they I think the modern Democrats and progressives don't like the James Carville approach. Absolutely true. And they 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 maybe suffering a consequence from that, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, like yeah, you've got a few, they, like they've got a few wins, but they're not really winning on the major issues that they're, that they're trying to push forward. Um, now, you know, if we could figure out a way to get this build back better bill through. And passed, which I've got, a, I've got a lot of of ears to the ground, a lot of feet on the ground around this issue, in in various places in D.C. that are saying that it looks really good that we can get it passed. Now, it's going to be really stripped down. Now, I have a very specific interest because there's a huge chunk of money in that bill for affordable housing, so that's why I'm so close to it. Um, you know, so I got people in HUD. I've got people working for congressmen and senators that are constantly feeding me information. Um, but it it looks good, 
um, with some social, you know, social net, social services things tied in. Um, but it's not going to be to the to the to the degree of which your your you know modern progressive is going to want. So the question is, how where do they come out on it? Right, once it's all the, said and done, and it's going to get stripped down, and so we'll we'll see how that plays out. There are so many aspects of Build Back Better that are like seventy five plus percent popular with the general public. Things like um, you know uh, relief for daycare was one of the things. Yep, and you know the people who live in your People live all around us, but the people that you know live in the places that you provide or right. help provide, like lower income sort of people in urban that, settings that and rural them settings, a lot, yeah, gives them a chance to get out of. And but if you go against the 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 right wing machine, you're going to get primary. Yeah, I mean, which is which is just like it's just like the the fact that they can't put aside that machinery and just say, all right. Let's just do something. Let's do this big thing that's good for everybody. Let's try to trim as much fat as we can, make that work, and then go back to other things to fight about. Yeah, right. right. Like, we I can, mean, fight, it's we can like, fight about guns and abortion, but how about when it comes right. to taking care of people on a day to day basis? Like that whole thing where like it's just like, all right, like we're really against abortion. Okay, so why don't we do this thing and take care of the kids once they're born? Fuck those kids. Right. Like, wait, what? That's always that's always yeah. right. I mean, that's literally what it is, right? Sure. Like you can't Absolutely. have an abortion. All right. Well, can we take care of the kids once they're born? Oh, no, go no. fuck yourself. You shouldn't have had sex. Pull yourself you up should, by the bootstraps. You shouldn't have sex outside of marriage. Because right, like okay, well, I'm married. I just I still need the help. Well, fuck you. You yeah, should make right. more money. Okay, right. okay, well, this will help us make. Well, fuck you and that. Like <laughs> Jesus, that's pretty much <laughs> sums it up. All right, man, we should wrap this up pretty soon, but we got to yeah. talk about two things real quick. Um, uh, just the one. We'll we'll talk about this. this okay. All right. Jussie Smollett Jussie. was convicted on five of six counts. Basically, all revolved around lying to uh, falsifying police reports or whatever. It. Initially, the prosecutor said there would be no case. I thought that made it a done deal. I thought that, okay, there's no, but it's, it's, it's double jeopardy applies to you've been tried, you can't be tried again. Mm -hmm. But if you were never tried, mm -hmm. you can be tried. You know, they can say, yo, he said we weren't going to prosecute yeah, this, and, but. It, well, they, I, I think what happened was like they, they added charges, changed some charges around. They're different charges than what initially were going to be brought, I think. Um, which, you know, made it easier to bring him back up. And, I mean, I, listen, Jesse Smollett faked a, a racial hate crime, called the police, he set it up, paid for it to happen, all this other stuff. If you remember, I called bullshit from the get-go, right? I called bullshit, even Mike Wood, you, you know, we haven't really talked to Mike Wood in a while. But, I mean, yeah. like, both of we were both like, this is, the, before we knew, right, it's, me and him are just like, nah, that shit. Well, the story was, when you, when you say, he faked, say, when you say was... he faked it, he faked it very badly. Right. I'm buying a Subway sandwich at six, th three in the morning. Three in the morning in Chicago, in Chicago in getting January attacked. January or whatever. Right, like, I'm, I'm in a snowstorm getting attacked by white supremacists hanging around. In downtown Chicago. Right. like, it, none of it lined up, none of it made any sense. Like, I mean, like, you listen to the, you, you know, look at the police report, like, it didn't make sense from the jump. He deserves to he deserves to be you know prosecuted for it. Um, I do think that the number of people that are you know rooting for that were rooting for him to go to jail and rooting for him to be prosecuted that that passion for justice was not rooted in actual justice or what I, I mean clearly that right. was it, it was divided down the middle and what, what okay so you know all your conservative maga trump people are all jumping on the band oh, what a, you know going after kamala harris like oh you said he was blah 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 what are you saying now that he's guilty and yeah yeah just to go to jail and blah 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 and i i do think it's interesting that you know a lot of your 
you know, black, blue checkmark people on social media, whether it's Twitter or Instagram or whatever, have absolutely nothing to say about this whatsoever. They're not tweeting about it. They're not right. talking about it well, on their shows. Like, Jesse Smollett just doesn't exist. Um, you know, and, and the only thing I'll say is, you know, for all the people rooting for Jesse Smollett, um, you know, to, to really get burned and go to jail forever and blah, 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 blah. Like, just have that same energy for the white girl who lies about a black guy on campus that rapes her, right? Who just doesn't... Or how about for a person who attacks the Capitol and right. tries to... Right. I mean, well, that's a different... Well, I mean, I said that on Twitter. Like, that's all. I want you to have a whole different energy for someone who tries to overthrow the fucking government. Right. But I do need you to have that same sort of energy for, for the number of things that get thrown on black people that we aren't guilty of, that it's just we were a black face in the wrong place at the wrong time, and you decided, well, you know what? This fits my narrative, so you did it. Right, like the cops that 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 set black men up for crimes that they didn't commit because they're trying to meet a quota, or they just don't like a guy, or whatever it might be, or they get a, you know, I mean, and look, every week if we wanted to, we could talk about someone being exonerated for a crime that they didn't commit, and 99% of the time it's a black person who wasn't even in the place where the crime was committed, right? They were misidentified, or it was some cop yeah, with tunnel I, vision, and I mean, you follow Truth and Justice, yep. and you heard conviction podcasts are everywhere right. for a reason, right? I mean, like, so we could talk about this every fucking week if we wanted to. So yep. my my thing is like, yeah, Jesse deserves to go down. He was a hundred percent in the wrong. Knew it was bullshit from the jump, but I want you know all of those people who have all this energy for Jesse going to jail. I want you to have that same energy for the people who fuck over black people who make this sort of a thing an issue. Right, right? I'm a hundred percent agree. And I mean, I was never in Jesse's corner. Bullshit. I was. What's that? Bullshit. I was bullshit in the beginning. I well, said. Like, he, I said he deserved to be heard. And I. And I. And I stand. He had. But he deserved the, to be shit. Well, <laughs> I mean, the, the, story, the story unraveled pretty badly. Nigga, you <laughs> lying. It's like, that's just all it okay, was. Okay, that's like, the... Get the fuck out of here. Uh, you know what, let's end it on that. <laughs> um, th th thank you, Jesse, for giving Dave Chappelle more material <laughs> because he crushed this from the beginning. And uh, unless you got a closing uh, point, we'll just roll it out. No, I just, you know, I mean, good to see you in you person. Too. Yeah, it's been um, You know, just, uh, you know, shit happens, life happens, but... Fun to be back in the Cleveland studios, and you know we started the show with a shout out to Drew, and we will wrap it up with a shout out to Drew one more time. Hope you're still listening, but uh, we're rooting for you and rooting for everybody stay, stay, else. Stay, stay in touch with this man, and we'll uh, we'll keep doing what we do. We're out. My headphones are off. <laughs>